Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. Lindergaard making Forrest back pedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris, expanding by the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Hello and welcome to the Glovers Cast, episode 137, not including bonuses and, you know, the Glovers past and all those little extras that we give you. Here to talk about the week that was in the Oval Town Football Club is Mr. David Coates. Good evening, good morning, good night. And back by extremely popular oh. demand. The listeners have been crying out for it on social media. We miss uh, you! <laughs> <laughs> Ben Barrett, you have returned from how many pods have you had off? Three? Uh, yeah, three. I had to have three, three. off. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. He got a suspension for something. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but he's back. Back uh, chat to the ref, I reckon. Although technically he was back yesterday for Dan Moss. Was, um, yes. For the bonus episode. But how have you been? You all right? Yeah, I think so. Until someone tells me otherwise. <laughs> well, it won't be us. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, no, fine. Just working employed until someone turns up with a whacking great sponsorship deal i do have to earn a living unfortunately sometimes that means sunday nights and thursday nights that suggests that we're not employed <laughs> no but what i'm saying is it's not employed on thursday and sunday <laughs> no but if someone turns up with a, like a wad of cash oh okay and pays us to jack the jobs off sack that off and we'll do this full time okay you got anyone in mind Let's come to that later, shall we? Yeah, let's do that later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wonder where... Uh... No, I'm not going to say it. Don't do it. Um, not, r- worth it. <laughs> not worth it. <laughs> Should we t- let's, start, let's start with our, our bonus episode. Yesterday on a 
mine and I don't know if it was your lunch break, Ben, but it was my lunch break. We caught up with our beloved right back, former right back, Dan Moss, and he was a really good chat, wasn't he? What a, what a uh, young man with a very calm head on his shoulders, I think. Yeah, he was. Um, I said to you directly afterwards, didn't I, that uh, because we'd heard from the gaffer a couple of times that he'd barely spoken to him. And I don't think we've seen much in the way of media sort of attention from him. We didn't really know what to expect. We were, I was fearing a little bit of just one word answers and we were going to have to try and eke 15, 20 minutes out of him, but actually spoke really freely, save for a bit of dodgy hotel Wi-Fi. Um, yeah. Really nice chat. Clearly cares so much about Yeovil. One of those occasions where I think we'll look back in a couple of years time when we, when he's, playing high in the championship or he does something fantastic and gets himself up to the Premier League or at some point we'll turn around and say we kind of had a little tiny touch of that I think that's yeah good lad and I if you haven't listened to it yet do go back and check it out speak so highly of 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 the Oval fans and we talk about a couple of those key moments the Weymouth game the Weymouth replay um where he where he was on the penalty taking list uh for the FA Cup and uh and a few others as well and Yes, he has watched his goal line clearance against Stevens back once or twice. I loved, I loved that because his game was off at the weekend. He decided to tune in and listen. <laughs> you just wanted to ruffle his hair at that point. And go, oh, bless you, little scamp. <laughs> yeah. What did you think, Dave? As someone who you know you weren't there for the interview, but you've oh. listened in. I've definitely listened to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I haven't only listened to like the first couple of minutes and then had to stop and do something else. No, not me. Not me. No. <laughs> this is this is amateur hour. That's what this is. Oh. It is. It well, is. go I didn't Ron even... Burgundy. I, mean, I haven't listened to it yet, but I will be listening to it. I promise you. I, I consider it a timeless classic. Therefore, you know, you I would. I would just like to add that I've not deliberately thrown you under the bus. Then I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, no you, idea. You haven't listened to it. No. But uh, there you go, Dave. If we've not sold it to you, we've hopefully sold it to a few other listeners. And not that we've sold it because it's free, exactly. as, <laughs> as everything we do is. Um, a couple of other news bits, Skivo confirmation. Ben, you missed are, out. Are, you, are we just going to chuck that in a couple of other news bits? Is that, is that what we're going to do? <laughs> you know, 23 years, done and dusted. Left, well, fine, hang till on. Then. We've let already done finish. this, Ben. Let me we've finish. Oh, of course. Let yeah, me sorry. finish. I was going to say, Ben, you weren't around on Sunday for our, our moan fest, our very <laughs> our uplifting discussion about a pretty dire weekend. Uh, how would you? Obviously, you were feeling a bit rough Saturday night, Sunday morning. <laughs> how you've how you've had? How many sleeps have you had now? Let me just look at the calendar. Uh, one, two, three, four, four sleeps. How yeah, you feeling? I, I. <laughs> So something that Glover's Cast listeners will never see ever was I wrote a very, I wrote a 1500 word rant, which is more uh, than 1500 words originally. Yeah, true. You had to edit it down. Um, It was early hours of Sunday morning, about 1, 2 a.m. Couldn't sleep out of rage at the situation that was unfolding. So I wrote this blog with the idea of being in one of the Glover's blog days. And I was, I talked myself down from ever posting it because of circumstances and I didn't fancy a lawsuit and things like that but I was <laughs> genuinely angry that we'd had this moment happen to us and and you know what I don't actually blame Skivo at all fair play to him he's got a crack at being an assistant manager at Charlton Athletic who are a club trying to change their fortunes for the long term and Johnny Jackson wants him to be part of that I cannot blame him he's a London lad he's a lot lad he's a London man 
And, you know, maybe it is time for him to go and, and, and do that. As a Yeovil fan, it's, it's nothing short of heartbreaking because I, I've never known a Yeovil town without Skibbo. Simple as that. There was that two-week phase where he kind of left, then didn't leave. Um, we thought that he would be back soon, and he was. Um, but this is actually proper. Doesn't look good in red, does he? What's that all about? <laughs> that looks weird. Yeah. So he only looks good in red, red and black stripe. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, g- genuinely heartbreaking. Genuinely heartbreaking, and genuine concern that we weren't in a position to. To build a football club around him, you never know. Had we been in a position six months ago to to have him be the linchpin of everything, lead the academy, whatever it needed to be, come and be, you know, we we might be not be in this position. But fair play to him. He'll go down as a first ballot Hall of Famer. I love that conversation you had last time out. It's something that we've joked about before in the past, but if it ever did happen, yeah, absolutely would be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah, I felt a bit rubbish about things for a few days. I really, really did. And um, I wish him all the best. He looks a proper geezer as well, that Johnny Jackson, doesn't he? You ever know, <laughs> if you look through all the photos of him with players, he shakes hands like uh, like <laughs> someone out of the, the lock, stock and two smoking barrels. So it comes yeah, out we... of the sky. To... Exactly, yeah. Really, yeah. <laughs> and then you listen to the interview with him and he, he's like, yeah, well, I know, Terry. Like, Yeah. <laughs> Proper. He is a proper geezer. <laughs> JJ. He's going <laughs> to yeah. fit in. He is going to fit in, yeah. The boys um, from I've had a bit of, you know, as we do, we get a little bit of time to think about things. And I think we were sort of, maybe we should talk about this later, but we were sort of worried about the manager's comments and sort of felt like he was maybe on the verge of, you know, kicking off, having a go about the situation or anything. Um, On reflection, since obviously we'll talk about the tweet that came out from Julian Jenkins in the Simul Sports Group. On reflection, do you think the manager's angst is perhaps pointed at the future regime or the current I think it's somewhere in the middle. I think it's frustrated at a lack of clarity. You know, we can't fill benches. We're struggling to keep our players fit and healthy. We clearly need resources. And we've, you know, t- to say things like, I don't know if I can sign players, sounds to me like yeah. regime one is saying, well, we're nearly done. So you ain't getting any of our cash. Regime two is going, well, actually, we aren't in yet. As soon as we're in, we'll look and support and help and do whatever we need to do. Uh, it's just an awful middle ground at the moment that seems to just rumble on and on and on. And that's, that's I think, where the frustration pours from because every game we fall just short. Every game we can't fill a bench and ask our players to do too much is a game that we aren't getting back. It's a game that we're not going to be able to use again if we do want to make playoffs, if we do want to try and get ourselves closer to that. Simple as that, really. So... Yeah, that's, I think, I think that's where the frustration comes from. He knows, we know, heck, we know, we've seen it. We've got a proper team. What we're lacking is a proper squad. And we just need to find that middle ground now. 
the one thing I've done, and I listened back to Skiver, well, obviously listened to Skivo's introduction to Jolton interview and the one that he gave in his, uh, on Sunday, I think it was, that we, we did have before the last podcast. The more I listen to him, the more I think this is about him wanting to go on and do something better for himself, albeit the situation and the circumstances might have given him, a no, not so much of a gentle nudge, but a nudge in that direction. I do think a lot of it is about what he wants to achieve for, for himself as well. And the fact that he's landed himself a coaching job in, in, in League One obviously tells you that, that other people believe that, that he can do it. So I, I do think, I know we spoke on Sunday or Monday, whenever it was, about um, whether this was, was he bit, was he jumping or was he, uh, you know, was he being pushed? I think some of it is, I think a lot more of it is about him jumping than I probably did. And as much as I think, because he, met, I, and I missed it the first time I listened to it, but he talks about coasting, how he'd been coasting at Yeovil for, for a number of years. Um, and and the, the Darren Sahl, uh in, in recent times has sort of brought his, the, life back into him a bit and and I wonder whether he thinks does see things coming down the line but then thinks to himself well, I don't want to go back to coasting again if I'm going to do it now now's the chance to do it and then maybe you know listening to the geezer Jackson he's been uh he's he's obviously uh you know spoken to him he said in his interview that he'd been thinking about Terry for a long time which is quite sweet when you think about it, isn't it? <laughs> so um so they've obviously been talking there's you know I, I it feels more like a perfect storm and I wonder you know where which is the biggest storm cloud is there one that's shaped like uh, Scott Priestnell or is there one that's shaped like Johnny Jackson or one shaped like Terry Skiverton's ambition whatever that looks like um and, and, <laughs> and I do abstract. think Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to put together some kind of like painting now, you know, Picasso <laughs> or something like that. But yeah, so I think it's probably got more to do with him wanting to go and see if he can if he can do it, if he can strike out on his own, fly the nest. Yeah, it was interesting how he said he'd tried before, but John Fry had hauled him back in, which I assume was when he'd left and then came back as academy manager or whatever because um, that was he was on sabbatical or whatever wasn't he, he was going away um, okay so we've done the the deep skivo news uh, Jaheim Headley we hardly knew ye uh, I, I got to see him play he was pretty at someone, good at least someone did <laughs> yeah well you know one of those loans it'll be a quiz question at one point won't it Dave it. one game one but <laughs> Another, yeah. another lion stops roaring. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and you know, we'll <laughs> we listeners... lost over that one, didn't we? Yeah. Cheers, James. See you later. <laughs> Where well, is well, is one of those, isn't it? What else is there to say? Yeah. Neither of you saw him play. I saw him have a good ninety minutes in the FA Trophy. Thought we'd maybe get to see more of him, but our other fullbacks came back to fitness, and we seem to like Morgan Williams at left back more. More than actual fullbacks. <laughs> yeah. And we will get on to the thing that I'm sure everyone wants us to talk about. Where is Alex full- Bradley? That's what we always <laughs> want to know about, isn't it? <laughs> We've got a football match at the weekend. Have we? Yeah. Did you know? No. Seven days after FA Trophy chaos, 
Now, are these seven days or is this like six and whatever it is weeks? Or are these actual seven days we're talking about? (laughs) This is real actual calendar seven days. Calendar seven days, okay. Yeah, not SP days. Um, Yeah, so Wrexham coming to town. Yay. (laughs) Can we We just cut in there Ben's uh, roar when Sonny's goal (laughs) hits the uh, the back of the net? He replayed for us again, yeah? Yeah, we were riding a crest of a wave, weren't we, when we played him last time? Full of beans we were. The we, beans, were, we, we, we were still, the, the, we were, we were down to relative bare bones, albeit we were, you know, we were in good form, obviously, but we had yeah, Wilco the, out then as well, didn't we? Yeah, the bean can's empty at the moment though, isn't it? Yeah, there yeah, are no it beans. Feels, it feels empty, yeah. Yeah, it very much is empty. Wilkinson got two minutes at the end when he probably shouldn't have done. Yeah. But yeah. And we had the, the best right back in the league. Yes. Yeah, we did. <laughs> um... I went into that game feeling pretty chipper. Yeah, why not? Yeah, let's go there. Give them, get, get at them. Give them hell. Cannot say I'm feeling quite the same at the moment. Don't know about anyone else, but I don't know whether that is as a victim of circumstance with everything else, grand gesture, um, hovering around. I don't know, but look, the form ain't good. Five on the spin now, including... You know, that one against the butcher, the baker, the candlestick maker, the market men. Um, <laughs> so I'm not sure what kind of a week they've had. We're obviously recording this pre Gaffer's presser, who I'm convinced they've changed that to Friday, by the way, so that we don't have to, so we can't talk about it on a Thursday night. <laughs> Convinced conspiracy theorists. There we um, go. Tin hat. Take that tin yeah, hat off. Absolutely. Um, so we don't know what kind of week they've had. I would hope. I would hope they haven't had a, a, a sulky week. I can't imagine Darren Sol has many sulky weeks where they just kind of go through the motions. I imagine no. that he's got into them and, and rallied them and trying and give them everything they possibly can to make sure they're in a position to give everything on Saturday. Because it is a home game. There are going to be a couple of thousand people there. It is going to be a, a, an event. And so, yeah, I'm hopeful they've had a good week and we can just go out there and, and just give everything because... The absolute worst thing that can happen on Saturday is a right good hiding. Yeah, you're right. And they are in, you know, they've since we played them, they've won all of their games bar one. Yeah, I think they lost their Notts last league game. Didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, they had a man off, sent off in that game and lost three one to Notts County. So they're you know, they're looking confident they scored five. I mean, they played the Butcher, the Baker, the Candlestick Maker and scored five. Two against Altrincham, five against Gloucester City. They only beat Weymouth 1-0, so there's that. It's the the other end between... No, well, yes, and also (laughs) um, in between those two defeats that we've mentioned, us and Notts County, they didn't concede a single goal. Yeah. That's That's the bit that concerns you. Because we have to go back mm. to doing what we've done best all season. That's try and be defensively solid and stable and try and nick a goal. But they don't look like nicking a goal. When we went to them, we talked on this podcast about how they are a bit fallible early doors. They might rattle on. They might be able to concede the goal. And we were right. We were spot on. That's exactly what happened. We get, They gave us two chances and we took them. Brilliant. They're not giving those chances anymore. So that has to be a concern. 
because we've got to try and find something out of somewhere. It cannot be a defensive sit on it for 70 minutes and try and nick one job. We're going to have to try and beat them. And that's when it gets potentially nasty because they're quite good. Yeah, I did inquire with one of their supporters about um, what the situation was like there. And apparently they're really upset because their owners have, have only spent a million pounds this year and they're not spent, they haven't spent any money this window at all. <laughs> <laughs> and they've only bought Paul Mullen for like three hundred and fifty grand, and it's out, it's outrageous. And they should be they should be driven out of the uh, the Hollywood Hills. And I did say it's oh, it's a tough life for you guys there. Isn't it? um, it's, it's, it's worth noting that they can buy players whenever they want. The transfer window doesn't apply to us. Yeah, so I don't understand that at all. Um, yeah, that's frustrating because yeah, yeah. And is it that did real? also is it, that it, real? They really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was saying that uh, fans are getting uh, a, a bit twitchy because uh, McElhenney and uh, Ryan Reynolds had told them it was going to be a fun transfer window. And I think they have tried to sign, they tried to sign, I can't remember his name now, but there's a lad on from uh, AFC Wimbledon, you know, League One side, they, they tried to sign a striker. Because um, I think they've lost Jake Hyde, who Ben will remind me, either started or came on against us, didn't they? Um, uh, at their place, I think. And I think uh, he, he's, he was Halifax's top scorer, if I'm not mistaken, last year. But he, he's um, he's out injured at the moment. So they're looking for another striker to um, to replace him. Mullen's been out, Paul Mullen. Um, but they think he might be, he'll, he'll be back for... Um, they think he'll be back for Saturday. But yeah. They Hyde were... came off the bench, replacing uh, Ponticelli, who... Uh, yeah. he, had a, he had a rough night, did old Ponticelli. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, Liam McAlinden, the innocent, you know, did nothing wrong uh, guy who was, you know, just completely stitched up by that horrible, brute of an experienced player that was Dan Moss. Um, How he could headbutt his elbow. I've I got know. no idea. Yeah, he should be ashamed of himself. But apparently, he's gone completely missing since that moment. So, um, uh, and hasn't been seen hiding the hair off. So, they don't know what's happened to him. But, yeah. You're not going to be missing um, Lennon who got sent off against Notts County. Um, I thought he was... Well, apparently he served that in the, in the trophy, they seem to think, or their uh, fan told me that they seem to think his, his suspension um, uh, was, was served in the trophy. Um, he did say he'd had a back injury, Harry Lennon, who I think is a defender, isn't he? Um, so yeah. he was touch and go for that, but he had served his suspension against um, Folkestone. He seemed to think, anyway. Um, I'm reading too I, I, much into a fact that it was a straight red card. I thought it was a multiple match ban, but that's fine. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, whoever they put out are going to be pretty good, aren't they? I mean, yeah, I'm sure they'll have a bench. Yeah, I'm sure they'll have a bench, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we got, I mean, as supporters, we're going into this game a little bit blind, aren't we? Because we've not, you know, heard from the manager. Uh, Wilco, he, he seemed to be a bit more... You were saying um, two or three weeks, wasn't he? Yeah, after, a little bit more optimistic than than after the game. Yeah. The um, uh, game he got injured in South End. So, you know, maybe there's light at the end of that tunnel a bit sooner than we expect. But just, I think, if you're listening, please keep Josh Staunton in midfield. Yeah, please do. <laughs> can, anyone, can anyone remember the first time we brought this up on this very podcast and somebody said that? And um, yeah, that was me. So yeah. I've been singing that <laughs> dance for frigging months now. Singing that dance. Singing that dance. You can do it all. Yep. You can sing, you can dance. Everything. <laughs> yes. That's why they wanted him back. 
for the singing <laughs> and the dancing. Yeah. Like, a, like a one-man barbershop quartet he is. <laughs> I was part of a barbershop quartet at school. There's a story Wait. for you. Yeah. <laughs> now I want pictures of that. I want pictures of that. Don't think it exists. Don't think it exists. Which, My... which part were you? I was, the, I was the lowest part. My voice broke when I was about 12, so I could do the low <laughs> parts quite early. <laughs> oh, well, you, people are going to be crying out for this, aren't yeah. they? Just so you know. There, there are some people out there. Here's a story for you. There are some people out there, a very limited number of people out there, who own an actual CD version of me performing as Shaggy. <laughs> there you go. Right. If you're Which one song of those did you go people... for? Which... Is it an uh, album? Is it all no, the songs? No, or... no, no, no. We just we we, we just covered Angel. <laughs> me and uh, me, me and a good friend of mine, Lewis. Um, haven't seen him in years. Um, he he was the he was Ravon, the the bloke who can actually sing, and I just did the shaggy part. There you go. <laughs> good time, Lewis. If you're listening, we need this. Yeah, this is going to be the intro to the next podcast. Can you still do Shaggy? Can we request that at this moment in time, or is that? A... I'll I'll crack it up for the live show. Yeah, <laughs> the live show. That's going to be the intro, isn't it? Dry ice yeah. and better walk on a shaggy. <laughs> Wasn't me. Oh, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Lover, lover. <laughs> oh, my. Right. Oh, fantastic. Um, <laughs> what should we move on to? Nothing else has happened, has it? You guys say... got anything else to talk about? Uh, no. Um... no? Questions? Should we just go straight to the questions? Get on with it. Yeah. Yeah, fine. <laughs> Yeah. Well, let's lead in. Let's lead in with uh, the tweet. The tweet what? that bro- broke that broke the Yeovil hashtag. Oh, dear. Um, Nine o'clock on a Tuesday as well. I have yeah. to say, this is, this is a man who, who needs to figure out where his audience are, don't they? <laughs> they're, not, they're, not, they're not all about nine o'clock. I was sat there on the Glover's cast. I can't even remember what I was doing. And suddenly it flashed up on my... You know, I went into panic. I went into meltdown. <laughs> a cat jumped off a, jumped off my lap. I was at live, enlivened by it. <laughs> I turned the laptops off. I, 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 I finished. I, I text you going, "Do we need anything? Do we need yeah. to, what, what, What's going on? What, what, have I got to turn the laptop back on?" Yeah. yeah well, I unfortunately I was um, uh, <laughs> I'd seen something was happening. But was uh, not ahead of not ahead of schedule, and I didn't see until after it happened, <laughs> which was unfortunate. Um, but there we go. The um, the statement. I'm sure you've all read it multiple times, but the statement in full from Julian Jenkins was: uh, I can confirm that our legal and financial teams are fully engaged in the final stages of due diligence with the sole aim to complete the purchase of Yeovil Football and Athletic Club. This process takes time, and on behalf of our group, I would like to thank everyone personally for their patience and support during this period. Further information will, will be released in due course, which was prompted by hundreds of likes and comments and retweets and all very, you know, lots of positivity mixed in with some hesitancy. Um, how are you two feeling? Much to rather it had been a uh, a statement that said, "I am happy to confirm that we have now completed the purchase of Yeovil Town Football Club," but 
it shows that there's what we thought, which was that there is still a consortium there. There is still a, a, a group that, that wants to own Yeovil Football and Athletic Club. Um, so that's got to be that's got to be a good thing. But I do wish they get a bloody move on. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Lovely to hear from you, Julian. But get a bloody move on for crying out loud. <laughs> I think. It's great, isn't it? It's great that we know that things are happening and that's fine. And we all appreciate that. And we, I'm a bit like Dave, like, yeah, well, if you hadn't have said that, we haven't learned anything, have we, really? We kind of suspected that things were still just doing their thing, going the course and all the rest of it. But like, okay. And, and this goes back to my former point about like every game we lose, every match day, this could have been a home game. If that statement was, we're done, we're dusted, we're in. It's a picture of him holding a green and white staff on the pitch, kicking a football. Saturday's attendance is higher. Absolutely. And that impacts revenue and that impacts other things. So I appreciate that this takes time. And we've been going for nine months. Honestly, it's, it's taken time. And it's absolutely right that things are done properly and due diligence and all those important things. But I hope, genuine hope, that Simul Sports and the current owners do understand the urgency that is being required here. Like, don't put things off unless you absolutely need to. Let's, let's get this done. Let's get this sorted now because we're knocking into the back end of January and the end of the season is not far away. Simple as that, not far away. Yeah, <laughs> but but I'm but I'm really positive. Like it's a good, it is a good thing. This is what we've wanted and we've talked about for a long, long time. And whilst I am very aware that it's not going to be a flick of the switch moment, we aren't going to get the announcement on Monday and on Tuesday. We're suddenly title challengers with three times more of a squad, with Hewish Park ten times bigger, a roof on the away end, and a perfect behind the home. You know that it's not going to happen overnight, and I appreciate that. But still, processes need to get moving so that we get to those points quicker, basically. Because this is our season now, a season that until these run of five games ago was looking very, 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 very good and is within danger of spiralling out of control. Yeah, I mean, you mean the global, the, the global news arena, don't you? Not Hewish Park. Sorry, yeah, sorry, the Global <laughs> News Arena. I apologise, yeah. yeah. Got his checkbook out, and he? Ready to write that big fat check? <laughs> oh, hope he can spell Yeovil Town Football Club, right? And Athletic Club. <laughs> and Athletic, yeah. How much yeah. athletics takes place? Yeah. Well, we always talk about how we have mm. an athletic team, don't we? So. We do, yes. Yeah. There we go, yeah. Which, yeah. which, one, which um, member of our team would be best at the pole vault? Got to be Max Hunt, isn't it? About nine foot tall, that fella. Let us know, Glover's Cast listeners. If I currently be tall to do pole vault, well, it would help, wouldn't it? Surely. Hugo would have been good at pole vault then. He He would have been very. Yeah, but you've got you've got to have a you've got to have a a good jump, a good spring, and you've got to be able to you know fold yourself up to get over the over the bar slash the bar. I'm looking at Charlie Wakefield. Are you? 
Yeah, you see, yeah. I'd have Wakefield on the triple jump, to be honest with you. <laughs> I'd, yeah. I'd have, I think I'd have Wakefield on possibly on the, on the, on the high jump, the, the yeah. old Fosbury flop. Yeah. yeah. I'd okay. have um, Josh Daunton on the shot put, do you think? Yeah. <laughs> yeah? Definitely. I think he'd be good on the shot put. Well, or maybe Ruben. Maybe Del Gorman. Ruben. Shots. I think, oh, yeah. I've got Ruben on hammer throw, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, hammer throw. Yeah, or discus. Yeah. <laughs> have we digressed? Barnet yeah. on the javelin. <laughs> oh, that's the last man you want near a javelin. <laughs> yes. Everybody, everybody is given safety glasses. <laughs> Worthy's got to do the long distance because he just runs for days. Yeah. Glover's yeah. Cast listeners, let us know which Yeovil players go into which Olympic, Olympic category. Yeah. Can, you, uh, can you assign Grant Smith to one, please? And I want to know who's doing the 100-meter sprint. That's the main event. Let us know on the socials. Ruben. Sprint. <laughs> I'm not saying anything. Um, okay, so that's us for this evening, everyone. Uh, thanks very much for listening. Cheers. Thanks. Bye. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah I, I mean, on your point about how long it's taking. Um Pull your finger yeah. out, Perkins, for crying out loud. Sort it out. Yeah, it, it has been has been long. <laughs> and uh, I think just a statement, you know, a statement that things are still happening. I mean, that probably should have come from the owner who set a deadline that would, probably wasn't realistic and got everyone a little bit overexcited about the situation, really. Um, what, what, what day are we on now? What day are we on? <laughs> God. I, it's think like, I never got like that the... ticking clock going on the website, did I? No. I think it's like it's... the Big Brother house. I think this Sunday is six weeks since it should have finished. So what, six times seven? 42. Um, dear 42 in Hewish Park House. <laughs> and Scott that Priestles... kind of went a bit Yorkshire, then, it didn't it? Hewish Park House. Scott Priestles <laughs> come to the diary room, but there's no one fucking there. <laughs> he can't find his way. Uh... <laughs> There's no TV cameras, so he's not interested anymore. <laughs> oh, oh, dear. Okay, right. I think a lot of the things we probably would want to, or we'd want to talk about with regards to the takeover have been asked by our ever-loyal listeners. We're getting more and more questions every week, aren't we? That's good. Yeah, thank you very much for the questions. And none of them are particularly blah. Sorry, Matthew Fisher, for... Right, see chunking yours into the 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 blah pile um, didn't well is, is he the fellow it was that because that, we go on i was gonna say was he the fellow that said he used to listen to us during his dissertation he was his, yeah his yeah. thesis yeah. or whatever i thesis, know matt yeah. i used to go to college with matt so, i hope uh, we didn't I... make his thesis blair i hope he did okay <laughs> the problem was i asked a very positive question Oh, of uh, you know who'd go in our Hall of Fame, and then I couldn't go back to is Darren Sile still going to be the manager in the middle of February? <laughs> okay, it's <laughs> a bit of a. <laughs> Are you going to start with that one now? We'd already moved we've... on to custard by that point. We? <laughs> okay, <laughs> we had yeah. Uh, okay, we'll start with this one. On a scale of zero to seven, zero being miserable, seven being ecstatic. Where would you rank your feelings on being a Yeovil fan at the moment? The rest of them are going to be positive after this. This is James Drew. Yeah. I'll give it a three. Uh, yeah. 
at about 2 a.m. on Sunday morning, it was a minus four. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 a it's a three right now. Yeah. And and I know I'm supposed to be the positive one, but it's closer to the two than the four. There you go. Um, yeah, I'm probably around a three. It's, uh, I don't know. It's just the uncertainty, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And the results not being great at this moment in time. Um, uh, just going to try and do these in a bit of an order. Here we go. So, uh, Chris Sweet. Why is reserving an opinion on any prospective new owner shot down in some quarters as being negative? That's part one. So have a go with that. Double parter. Yeah. Because because Facebook is a weird and not very nice place is the honest (laughs) answer. I don't like Facebook. Um, It seems to have those areas where you can say one thing and, and yeah. Hey. I think Twitter can be a bit like that as well now. Yeah, and I think everywhere you've got people who are going to disagree with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think even if you went to the pub and talked about it, there'd be yeah. someone having a whinge. I mean, it's a lot like we talked about, wasn't it, Ben, when we were not going to games, and Facebook and Twitter got really toxic. It was almost like because people couldn't scream and shout on a Saturday afternoon, they uh, just took it out on social media, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's just one of these things i think what was the problem is lots of people who think or well, lots of anonymous bots who think they are in the know or claim to be in the know let little nuggets of information that you know aren't aren't accurate or aren't going to happen at the times that they think things are going to happen and you know that sort of has built this anticipation of stuff and so everyone's a little bit more on edge than they might be if they were just waiting for the newspaper on a Thursday. I mean, Russia is a well-known source of fake news as well, <laughs> I have to say. So, yeah. But I I mean, I do, I did have this conversation on Twitter, actually, with regards to um, the, the prospective new owners. Uh, and when are we going to be able to ask questions of the prospective new owners? And then... I said, well, when they're in, you know, you've got the opportunity of people who are presumably coming in for, let's assume it's a relatively long-term project um, based on what we think we know about this group. Um, And and that is a good time to be questioning and shaping and asking all the right questions. And I made the point that nobody really did that when Scott Priestman came in. Hugh corrected me that he and Badger did ask those questions when Scott Priestman came in. But then the point is, if you've got someone that owns 92% of something, it doesn't really matter what we ask or what we think, does it? It, it probably it probably doesn't matter. I mean, in the same way, uh, I fully expect that people selected Scott Priestnell based on the fact that he was willing to pay the money that they, they wanted from him. Um, I don't expect that anybody's really particularly worried about what we think about it i think i don't think people will stop in the streets because you say anonymous tweeter number four or david Coates says oh no this is uh, this is a thing we should be asking all these questions about this i think it will happen based on you know what the seller wants to do and therefore the first opportunity that we'll have to ask questions of these people is when when they arrive and i do think that reserving an opinion is is not a a bad thing to do and i do think that we probably will all be a bit more questioning than perhaps we were because when scott Priestnell arrived he was you know he was dream topping wasn't he he was all 
candy canes and fluffy clouds and uh, and he was probably thinking well we've got parachute payments for two years we can probably do this and to be fair he nearly did didn't he we got into the playoffs that first season and Darren sold despite the season you know finishing early so yeah I, I do think reserving judgment I don't think there's, there's any harm in that at all Christopher you reserve all your light mate <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and I think you know, I, <laughs> I'm in a difficult position here because you know, obviously, I have to keep my counsel, and I, small friend, <laughs> <laughs> and I've you know, I've been you know, I have been a part of meetings and uh, Zoom calls and all this stuff, so you know, I've got a bit of inside knowledge as to how they talk, what the vision is, what what the um you know what what they want to do and all i would say is that when the time comes you know they will be more open and transparent than we can possibly imagine because of what we've had before and there will be no there i don't think there'll be any problems explaining or getting people on board with what what the goal is, what they want to achieve. So, um, you know, not to hype up everyone's excitement anymore, but <laughs> there, there's a, there's, yeah, I, you know, I think at this stage, anything is an, an improvement, but I feel like we, we're, we're going to go into a, a really positive time for our football club. I suppose that's the other thing, isn't it? People talk about who's asking questions. Well, I mean, you've been on those calls, so I imagine there are questions that have been asked um, by the the Glovers Trust, um, who I know. know. I bloody hope so. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Given the amount of calls you you, you sit on, but yeah, there have been there have been questions asked. So there are people asking questions, and there are people who are Yeovil Town fans asking questions. Um, They might not be the exact questions that you or I want to ask, but. Yeah, they are being asked. And we do have pokey people who ask pokey questions. So it's not all it's not all fairies and Pokemon. Help, help us Obi Wan Kenobi, your only hope. It's yeah. you know <laughs> there's Oh, I now want to see Brendan Owen as Princess Leia <laughs> as an avatar. Part two of Sweeter's question. Uh, considering the statement said final stages of due diligence rather than the deal itself are semantics going to bite us in the rear um i guess we're getting flashbacks and ptsd of robert kuhig's all singing all dancing on television on the radio all over the shop saying he's coming in to take over and then never coming in to take over um and he and he had the green and white scarf around his neck <laughs> so <laughs> he had a glover's trust scarf around his neck yes so it was green and white eh? Yeah. Um, you have to hope not at this stage, don't you? What else this can you has do? been. What, yeah. else can you do? what else can you do? I mean, this has been going on a long time. So, um, yeah, we just have to sit tight. And hopefully, the majority of the due diligence has been done already uh, rather than is being done now. Um, Tuppence, whatever happened to the dark chocolate bounty? I, I mean, hate I... bounties. <laughs> I hate bounties too. And I don't like dark chocolate, so 
It's the That's worst good. possible. Yeah. Insane. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Nothing good. That's what happened to it. Nothing good. <laughs> You've been hyped up for an answer on this question, Coatsy. Yeah. Did Johnny yeah. actually hate jazz or just really dislike it? This is, I, I, I had to Google Johnny <laughs> Hates Jazz. It's some like 1980s new wave band, I think, which I'm assuming, Sweeter is assuming, they're guessing that because of my age that I know who these people are. I have no idea who those people are. Did Johnny Hate Jazz? I don't know. Did he? You tell me, top, top of... <laughs> Anyone want to offer an answer on that one? No, I got no answer. Not a Scooby. Not a Scooby yet. Okay, uh, QSU, a hypothetical new owner. For these purposes, we could call him or her JJ. Asks you to suggest... (laughs) Top geezer. Um, Asks you to suggest one thing you'd like to see done by at the club between now and the end of this season. What would you tell JJ? Go on, Ben. You're thinking. I can hear you thinking. Why one? Can I have 7,000? (laughs) <laughs> go for it go for it um just rank them i don't know, I re- <laughs> right. I really don't know. in seven thousand <laughs> um let's have a return to regular columns from the boardroom in the program let's have that and then that becomes also online and released as a press release to independent Yeovaltown news and podcasts that are covering the club regularly. <laughs> let's have um, let's have the opportunity to speak to these uh, people on, I don't know, say an independent twice weekly podcast. Um, let's get clarification over next season. Are you going with Sal? Are you going with player one, player two, player three, player four. Are you building around Josh Staunton? Have you built the statue of Terry Skibbit? And yeah, you know, what, what does next season look like? <laughs> um, let's talk about the state of the club physically. What's ours, what's not, what's getting built on, what's not getting built on, what's being improved, what's not being improved. You know, just we need to, we need to clear up a load of stuff. <laughs> where, where are you spending your first few quid? Are you going to put it, you're going to put a roof on the away end? Are you going to, sort out behind the homestand are you gonna invest on the 3g are you gonna build a new bar and you, you're gonna pull down the gazebo tent well, you know let's have those conversations there are so many that you can tick off one by one by one between now and the end of the season so i'm not gonna have one i'm gonna have thousands <laughs> i think ben's covered it for a, i was gonna everyone. say i can't think of any i would have uh, stolen I'd, them all yeah. <laughs> i'd have said talk to us you know, in, in whatever form, whether that is a column in a programme, whether that is a regular forum where people can, you know, whether that's on virtual or whether it's in person, something which opens up those lines of communication with um, uh, with supporters again, because we haven't had that under any real regime, have we? We haven't had that certainly under the, the current one. We, we did a little bit <clears throat> when they wanted some money, but we uh, didn't really have that under John Fry or Norman Hayward, desperately. Um, so, yeah, speak to us. Well. You, you, you could argue that Fry and Hayward didn't quite catch the start of the social media revolution. They had... <laughs> well, they didn't, did they, really? Like, they didn't have the ability to go on a John Zoom John Fry live. knew what they... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? They, they didn't have John that. Fry knew what social media was. They went on the green room, didn't they? Or... Uh, yeah, that's right, yeah. <laughs> um, so... Internet hoodies. 
those are the things that you can take advantage of, but then still make sure we're talking to the old boys and girls who don't have Twitter and stuff and have, you know, genuinely read the paper, actually still pick up the Western Gazette and the Oval Express and whatever else it needs to be. Like, and this needs to be a whole community action plan to get people back into this club, not just in terms of the stands, but in boardrooms, in sponsor rooms, to take out deals to help this club going forward. So lots of things. Sorry, Hugh. <laughs> I would say... So first and foremost, we are a football club. So what I would... and athletic club, come on. <laughs> yeah, so I would want to split the footballers from the athletic, you know, athletes, <laughs> um, and just you know make sure who does what. Uh, no, I would like us to have a proper footballing operation that is staffed the right way. I would like to think there's a director of football at the club. You know that was what was. Kuhig's plan. Neil Marmon was going to be technical director, if you if you remember. <laughs> so yeah, I think as long as I yeah, we need a proper footballing structure. It feels like we've not ever really had it. I think the closest we probably came to it was in Gary Johnson's first spell, where he had plenty of coaches and he had a psychologist in Mark Lader and he had you know loads of people around him. Um, so I think yeah. I mean, Darren Sahl has got a bit more of a structure, I would say, like under him. But it's that, you know, where's the scouting network? We never, have we ever had a scout? Didn't Simon Gillett do a bit of scouting for us when he was injured? Like all this, like these types of things. It's a proper, you know, a proper footballing structure. And then the other thing is just to sort out behind the home end. <laughs> like, just needs. Bring a, a skip with you, Julian. Um, it needs a lot of work. It needs so much work, and we've talked about it so many times. But yeah, if you can get that sorted out, hot water uh, in the toilets, please. Yes, if you can get a plumber, uh, that'd be good. Um, Elliot Warner. Can I just say, if if Mark oh, uh, Bircham, if Mark Bircham is going to land anywhere, can he not do it too heavily on his knees? <laughs> <laughs> uh, does a penguin get cold? Sorry, what? Did did you see this? This was the older shot um, manager, Mark, the one who was at Weymouth, Mark Mosley, is it? Okay. He he gave some really random kind of David Brent-esque answer um, to a question of uh, how you're looking forward to the FA Trophy tie. What are your thoughts at the moment or something, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If a tree falls and no one hears it, does it make a sound? Does a penguin get cold? What way does your bathwater go? Clockwise or anti-clockwise? These are all the questions that are going to be asked of us. But he finished it by say, talking about his style. And he said, Terry's brought a briefcase in today. He's got four Japanese talking dogs in there. <laughs> these are, and they said, these, these are the things that we're working on and we'll carry on working hard. So it was, it was a good answer. How are older shot doing at the moment? <laughs> they're, they're actually doing all right. They're on, they're on a bit of a decent run of form, I think. But Okay. I thought that question was asked because it's National Penguin Awareness Day today. Is it really? <laughs> have you just made that up? No, that's not a day. It is. It's National <laughs> it's Penguin Awareness Day. <laughs> Are you aware of penguins? Yeah, I am. Then it's not, done its not job. Not around here. It's not that cold. Yes. National Penguin. What's your, what's your favourite type of penguin? Rock hopper. North or southern? North or, north, <laughs> northern or southern? <laughs> southern. Really? This, uh, no, northern. Bigger, um, welcome like... to the penguin cast. On 
what's your f- so the the correct answer to what your favorite type of penguin is is of course chocolate um but uh, very good but it is it is you can search it it's national well, penguin awareness day and i like to think we've done our bit that goes quite nicely into chris fox's question about your favorite chocolate bar that's not a penguin no it's gotta be a crunchy that's a chocolate biscuit yeah and with ben, what's crunchy. a biscuit or a bar what's the difference chocolate Okay. A chocolate bar is full of chocolate, okay. not with any biscuit. It's a crunchy anyway, so that's the correct answer. Okay, if you say so. Well, is, um, it, is, it not? is it not? What's your opinion? <laughs> well, I like the dairy milk with crunchy in. Yeah, crunchy bites. Yeah. yeah. Is that not rather just a... than a crunchy? No, because not... it's, it's got like chunks of honeycomb in rather than honeycomb all the way through. Yeah, so that's just a, a crunchy whose percentages have been done wrong. Well, it's called a dairy milk crunchy. It's, like, it's only a big bar. Oh, okay. I thought I thought they just repackaged the crunchy. No, no, nah, it's a it's a big bar. Okay. Um. Okay. Coty, what was your favourite chocolate bar? Uh, I was crunchy as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, blimey. Well, we get on all right, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, God, there's loads in the monks here, isn't there? Uh. Tuppence, has anyone ever actually turned their pants inside out to wear for a second day? No. <laughs> no. Um, Kane, we suggested that we might need to get Jimmy back on the podcast for, to answer that question correctly, but you know, who am I to comment on that? Here's a nice positive one. What excites you most about the prospective new owner? Wouldn't it be great to see the club have some sort of identity plan and grow as a proper run club instead of someone just pumping money into it for a couple of months with no direction not that scott Preston will pumped money into the club but you tend to see two types of owners in england overall one has a proper sustainable football plan i.e a brentford compared to a two mel morris of derby that's from paul mccormack that had former quiz contestant that had, that was never in one tweet was it <laughs> no it was two it was in oh, okay, a couple, fine. yeah yeah um, I am excited by when I listened to that podcast way back when, I think he talked about the fan engagement podcast. Yeah. He talked a lot about how the club can work in the community doing things like that. And I think we've always said that we've got a community arm that isn't given anywhere near its level of love and support and praise and, and everything. And if we're in a position to give our community arm, our section of that the freedom not quite a blank check freedom but the freedom to say what do you want how do we get you going that they can hit the sky with everything they just can and will so that's something that really excites me yeah yeah i mean i'd kind of take paul's answer as my own if i could then and say that uh you know somebody who's got a plan because i i don't believe that john fry particularly had a plan um, he, he did at some point, obviously, um, but I don't think we've been in that position where anybody really had a plan about what to do with the Oval Town since the days of John Goddard Watts. Um, and he had the finance to be able to then make that plan uh, a reality. But you, yeah, you don't get the feeling that there there is anybody who really was doing anything with any particular purpose. And as you say, from what we've heard of this, this group, they do seem to have that, that kind of purpose. So, well, all yeah, the plans uh, originally stemmed off of doing something with the, then, yeah, <laughs> the land that never happened, did it? No. Um, yeah. What excites me? So I'm excited for probably the same, really just having an owner who's got a plan 
Um, but I think also I'm kind of excited for everyone to hear the vision and buy into the buy into what's going to happen because it's 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 going to be exciting. I'm, I'm sure it is. And I think the one thing I've learned over the last well, not the one thing, but one of the things that I've learned over the last few months is how much um, how much they care about football and running a football club the right way. Uh, and it is, yeah, I'm just excited for that. If I'm allowed an on-pitch one as well as an off-pitch one, um, I'm really excited for a, 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 a longer-term plan. Like, I'm sat here genuinely worried we're going to lose 17 players or 15 players at the end of the season because no one's going to do anything. And actually, I feel like if a, if a owner came in, whoever it may be, who had a thought process of, who have we got? Who do we want to keep? Who is our manager for the next three years? And build not just a team for now, but for a team for next season, the season after. What if we get to the EFL? What if we don't get to the EFL? Those types of scenarios. So a bit of long-term planning on the pitch also excites me. Yeah. And you'd like to think that the two things are connected, wouldn't you? You'd like to think that there's players who obviously are going to be concerned about the uncertainty. You'd like to think the certainty will make them think, you know, I'm not saying that there are players out there who are thinking of leaving, but if they hear someone come in and talk with some verve and uh, and a plan, they might think, oh, this is, you know, this is a place I want to be for the long term. Um, it also counts for players coming in. Yeah. If you've got two contracts on the table, one's for a year and one's for three years, you're going to go to the guy that gives you the three because you're a young player, you're one leg breakaway, you're one ACL from your career being over. I take, I have no problem with people taking longer contracts for the good, like Paul Mullen. <laughs> of course you drop down at this level and get paid a stupid wage for a long period of time. Of course you do. You'd be stupid not to. So it works always. If you've got a strong plan, a public structure of this is, I want to build a football team for the next three years, a player gets an option to come down here it suddenly negates, well, it's awkward geographically. No, it's a bit out in the sticks. Yeah, but you're here for the long term. You're here for a project. You're here to make something happen. That's what has led to successful periods in the past as well. Okay. Uh, a question from <laughs> Spice Boy one <laughs> How many loanees do you anticipate coming in? Gonna need a time frame. Gonna need a time frame. Because yeah. if it's uh, tomorrow, none. <clears throat> yeah, well, you wanna, I think... you wanna, you wanna, you wanna, no, wanna clever. Yeah. clever. I think we're gonna well, I think we're gonna struggle to get anyone in in the next Month? I don't know. Yeah, I feel like I feel like we've had a couple of loan spots go free over the course of the season and we've not really filled them particularly. Quickly, to... or you know, the manager always said he's got nothing. He's got nothing to work with. So I guess we're relying on clubs to not only pay the wages, but maybe even put people up or um, pay for travel and all that sort of stuff. You know, so there's a lot of varying factors. It's not just player A comes to play a club B for a month. <laughs> club A has a bit of work to do to make sure they're you know, their employee is well looked after and is in a, you know, in a good place. Obviously we heard from Dan Moss and he was living away with people for the first time and had to learn how to use a washing machine and had to do all, <laughs> learn a couple of meals. Um, it sounds like 
if there's a space in a house, we've got a good group of players, a good group of lads for them to uh, welcome, you know, welcome people in. But I guess you've still got that financial aspect that goes along with a loan, you know, <laughs> loans aren't free. I'm just checking Charlton's under 23 squad. Bear with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just give out, send us some players. Yeah. Uh, Dylan Gavin, come on down. Two oh, last two. Do we want another Dylan? Yeah. The last Dylan didn't work out that well. But... <laughs> it is it is spelt differently. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. 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 And Dan, Daniel Carnu. We like a Carnu. We have no idea if it's any relation. <laughs> uh, Aaron Henry. Couple of games. actually played for the first team against MK Dons in the EFL trophy. You'll do. Are you sure it's not Henri? Uh, yeah, sorry, it's Henri and we could and have Carnu. We could have Carnu and Henri, yeah. Yeah, we'll have Carnu, Henri, and uh, Dylan Govan. <laughs> All three, please. Thank you. Anything to add, Coatsy? No, nothing. I can't, <laughs> I can't drop that. <laughs> <laughs> not going to go to some under 23 team and and pull out some names. Um, Kane Woodgate asks, if you were to recruit an ex-player in their prime to improve the current side, who would you choose and why? None of us are allowed to pick Gavin Williams. Ah, you can't add that caveat. I just did. Because otherwise, otherwise we all would. It's Kane's question, not yours. I, did, I don't care. <laughs> and on three, one, two, three, Gavin Jello. Williams. <laughs> oh. You'd it's got to be Jevo. We, yeah, we, we we need a striker, don't we? That's what we need. We need someone who's going to score bags of goals. And no one scored bags of goals more than Jevo. And I say that over Howard Farrington, so that's how much I really mean it. <laughs> if Josh Daunton, uh, top, uh, if Josh Daunton turns up on Saturday at centre-back, I'll add Chris Cohen. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't mind McKindo. <laughs> Too soon. Yeah. <laughs> It'll never be too soon. It's um, yeah. I wouldn't mind. I feel like I know we we've got, you know, we've got left-footed players, but none of them get out wide and properly whip a ball in, other than Jaheim Headley, um, <laughs> <laughs> and he's gone. Um, so yeah, I feel like you know it'd be nice to have a proper left-sided winger who likes to do that sort of thing. But yeah, I can't. We I don't know. I don't think anyone can probably look beyond Chris Cohen. Phil Jevons and I, number one would be Gavin Williams because he's the best. The GOAT. <laughs> yep. Okay. I cannot see any other questions, although there probably are some, but we have been going more than an hour and we still got Coatsy's highlight of the week. <laughs> Coatsy's highlight. <laughs> well, not just Coatsy. <laughs> Everyone's highlight Everyone's of the week. It's all our highlights. <laughs> Yes, it really, it really is. Um, would you like to introduce it, Dave? And we'll we'll uh, thank the listeners for their questions. Sorry we can't get through them all. Um, maybe we need to come up with a new approach to these questions. And somehow within the tiny amount of minutes we get in between asking them, them coming in, us having dinner, us putting children to bed, us finishing work... <laughs> Dave recording the quiz we can somehow try and organise these so that we cover them all <laughs> we'll try listeners we will try but yeah thank you for them okay so brought to you from somewhere just outside Peter Express in Dorchester it is the Yeovil Town 
quiz. Hello and welcome to the Glover's Cast quiz. Can't really call it the new look Glover's Cast quiz because we are now on new look Glover's Cast quiz number three. But I'm very pleased to say joining us or rejoining us to have another go at the quiz is one of our former contestants from the old version, Mr. Stuart Barnes. Stuart, welcome back to the quiz. Hello, Dave. Thanks for having, for having me again. And I have to tell you that Stuart is actually sat in a car outside of Pizza Express. Is that right, you said? That's right, in Dorchester. In Dorchester, because he's gone he's gone to watch a film and uh, he's uh, he's gone for a pizza beforehand. Uh, but then he's, he's remembered he's on the quiz. So he's uh, he, he's run out to the car to take it. So that's the kind of commitment yeah. we're looking for, folks. We <laughs> want people who are willing to give up a, a you know an American hot to... Uh, um, to, yeah. to for, for this quiz yeah they probably i'm with my fiance and they probably thought i've walked out on her or something oh, goodness mate <laughs> i don't want to be responsible for breaking up your relationship <laughs> we'll have to uh have yeah. to put that right with a future uh future mrs barnes well we better we better make this one quick then don't we do because we don't want your pizza getting cold <laughs> But, right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so last time you were with us, I was just looking back, was October, uh, and you took on Clevo in the old style quiz. And that's right. And, and you lost, if I remember rightly. Is that right? Yeah, I did. I had a couple of guesses and I got it got it wrong. It was um, Mark Bircham was the answer, and I, I guessed it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah. I come, come back round again, doesn't it? Well, as you've been listening, I know you have for the last couple of weeks, you've heard we've got a new look quiz, something a little bit more Yeovil Town trivia based. Um, so I've got five questions here. The rules are quite simple. If you can get uh, five out of five, you're welcome back for next week, you know, depending on your cinema schedule. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, And you have got 30 seconds to answer each of these questions. Each, uh, some of these are multiple choice. Some of them aren't multiple choice. Uh, so I'm going to give you 30 seconds for, for, for each one. Are you ready to go, Stuart? Yeah, I'm, I'm ready. Okay, your time will start when I finish the question. Mm-hmm. Okay. Where was Luke Wilkinson born? Was it A, Luton, B, Wells, or C, Mile End? Um, can you say the first one again? A. Luton, B. Wells, or C. Mile End? Luton. Is Luton your final answer? Yep. I'm afraid to say, Stuart, the answer is Wells. Wells oh. in Somerset is where our uh, Captain <laughs> Fantastic is from. So, unfortunately, we can't invite you back, but you still can make it to the top of the Glover's Cast uh, table but because our last contestant made it to two and a half points. If you do better than two and a half points, you can take take your place at the top of the table. So, okay. question number two. In the last 10 years, five players have gone on to play for England, having played for Yeovil. Yeah. Who are those five players? Right. Um... Andros Townsend. Correct. Stephen Colker. Correct. Ryan Mason. Correct. Um, I'll give you a clue. On to goalkeepers now. Two goalkeepers. Yeah. Um, 
Sam Johnston. Sam Johnston. That's four out of five. Um, oh, my God. Um, I can give you another clue, if you like. Okay. We, we loaned him from Reading. Alex McCarthy. Alex McCarthy is the right answer. Five out of five. Congratulations. And in fact, uh, an interesting, well, if you're interested in a uh, little stat that uh, yeah. our historical oracle, Nigel Dyson, gave to me was in total nine players, you've named five of them, have won a full England cap and played a first team game for Yeovil Town. Now, I'll tell you what, Stuart, I'll do you, I'll do you a favour. <laughs> if, you, if you can name two of the other four, then I'll uh, I'll invite you back. Um, God. Um, These go back quite a long way, is what I'll say. <laughs> um, Adam Pardew. <laughs> no, I, no. I, I don't know. <laughs> no, no. Well, the answers are three of which three of the four I haven't heard of. But the answers are Dick Pym, Louis Page, <laughs> Kevin Reeves. And Graham Roberts. Graham Roberts, I remember, but um, no, uh, the I, others, yeah. the, the others, I'm less familiar with. So that's all right. You got one out, one out, one out of two. Okay. Question number three. From which club did Yeovil Town loan Morgan Williams before making the move permanent last summer? Um. Oh God. Um. Football League club. Yeah. Oh, Coventry. Coventry City is the right answer. Yes, so that's two out of three. Okay, this one might test your uh, your, your memory box, but it is multiple choice. Okay, question number four. <laughs> Name the Vietnamese player who played for Yeovil Town during the 1992-93 season. Before your time, I know, but yeah. was it A, Bulai, B, Kim Ho or C Hung Dang. You got a one in three chance. Um A. A Bulai, that your final answer? Yeah. I'm afraid to say, Stuart, the answer was C Hung no. Dang, who uh, no was no, 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 a bit before your time, but Hung Dang did actually uh play for uh Tottenham Hotspur. Uh, back oh. in the uh, having arrived in England from Vietnam in the uh, in the mid 1970s, uh, apparently he's also a useful table tennis player. So there you go. There's a little oh. bit of a uh, little bit of extra knowledge for you there. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so that that that's three out of five. We've got um, uh, three questions. No, sorry, how three many questions? Four. Yeah, that's oh, right. No, you got you got you got two out of four. Two out of four. So if you get this mm. one right. Then that puts yeah. you top of the uh, top of the table because yeah. our contestant last week got two and a half. Okay, so this one for the table topper. Name the only side Yeovil have played in the conference, League Two, League One, and the Championship. Um. I'll give you a clue. It's a northern team. Um, and the championship. Right. Um, yeah. So name the only side you've played in the conference, League Two, League One, and the championship. Yorkshire team. Oh, my memory. Um, that, that, uh, last, last clue. They play in red and white. 
Um, I'm going to have to hurry, yeah? I, I, I literally, my brain's gone. <laughs> his brain's gone, folks. It's gone cold, cold like his pizza. The correct answer is Doncaster Rovers. Oh, yeah, so... You. I was thinking of teams at the moment in the National League. That, you know, that was why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The conference oh, in the uh, in the in the previous iteration. Yeah, cool. there. yeah oh, that should be. That. Okay, yeah, so yeah. two out of five. Uh, two out of five ain't bad. Uh, that, that I think that puts you on the same as Robin, our first ever contestant. So um, yeah. so yes. But mm. if anybody out there still wants to take on the Glover's Cast Quiz, I do have another Nigel Dyson question, which I'm going to chuck out there. And once again, the first person to send the uh, the Glover's Cast a message, you can reach us on Twitter or Facebook with the right answer. Or let's say the closest answer um, gets to be the contestant for next week. So the question is, of players who played for Yeovil Town in the Football League, how many have gone on to make a full international appearance for their country? Another question for you, Stuart. I'll put that one on our uh, on our social mm. media. But uh, if there's anyone out there, whoever gets closest, you can come back. Okay. So, <laughs> Stuart, thank you very much for uh, joining us on the quiz. And I'm sorry we won't be inviting you back next week. But um, hopefully you'll carry on listening. Of course I will. Thanks for having me. <laughs> no problem. Enjoy the pizza and enjoy Thanks. the film. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. Lindergaard making Forrest backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris, expanding via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis, he could win it! He probably has won it for Yeovil! Oh, and it's an opening goal! What a start! Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead! Stansfield, good turn away from Trott, goal! Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. 
Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's stamps.com, code PROGRAM.